LSU Beavers, Lynn Benton Roadrunners, and any other guests, welcome to another episode of the Chi Alpha After Hours podcast, where we take a closer look at what it means to follow Jesus on the college campus and beyond. This week, we'll be discussing the topic of social media, the good, the bad, and the ugly. More specifically, we want to talk about its effect on us as young adults and how and why to have a better, healthier relationship with socializing via the media. Your host today is Anna with two special guests, campus pastors Trent and Hope. Each of us are very passionate about this topic, and we hope and pray this episode helps you as you navigate your relationship with social media, especially in utilizing it in a Christ-centered, thoughtful way. So welcome to podcast, you guys. So excited to have you here. We're going to talk about social media. Sounds like we were just talking about this early before we started the podcast, and we all kind of feel sensitive Mm -hmm. and raw (laughs) about this topic. And we're like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) feels kind of heavy, but it's also really exciting that we're talking about it. So I'm going to open up the conversation. Here we go. Um, Really quick, I would just love for us to share a little bit about our current relationship with social media. Uh, What do you currently use? Like what platforms? How much time do you spend on it per day? on average, and what do you post and how often and what kinds of content do you follow? So this is like, just paint a general quick picture of kind of like what your relationship right now with social media looks like. Um, And for the listeners, us being vulnerable right now, we're just being vulnerable. (laughs) So yeah, let's do it. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll, I'll start, I'll start. I'll, uh, I'll be the sacrificial lamb. <laughs> um, currently. You're going to be setting a new trend. Yeah, a new trend. Um, honestly, my social media consumption like really changes based on the season and what I'm obsessed with. <laughs> um, so currently it's been a lot of Reddit, um, probably like a couple hours a day. Um, and then sometimes YouTube but not as much as, like, other seasons. Um, but mainly Reddit, mainly in the morning. Like, I'll, I use my phone as my alarm, which is not the best if you're trying to cut back on social media because then you're just in a comfy bed mm-hmm. with your phone. And, oh, let's scroll through Reddit. And my morning routine has changed from breakfast at 8 a.m., you know, sharp, wake up, get dressed, everything, breakfast, have time to do whatever I need to do in the morning and then start my day at nine to, oh, like I can eat my breakfast in five minutes and then go downstairs for a staff meeting or then get to this meeting or, oh, maybe I can skip breakfast, you know, today because I'm just on Reddit. It's just an endless scroll. (laughs) Anyways, um, and besides Reddit, I use Facebook and email sparingly. That's more so for like communicating with family and friends and staying in contact with, like, my support team, or, like, this morning I was FaceTiming um, one of my friends who's in Indonesia right now, so, you know, there's some productive use of it, but a lot of it's been the mindless Reddit scrolling. I don't really post often, and if I do, it's on Facebook, and it's, like, one of those classic life updates, like, hey, I moved to a new state, got a new job, stuff like that. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Can mm-hmm. I ask a follow-up question with yeah. that really quick? Yeah. What are your emotions, like, when you think about all that right now? Like, what are your emotions yeah. going on inside of you? I feel a little guilty of, like, how much time I spend on social media, especially, like, Reddit. Twitter, not that much. I will get into this later, but I deleted Instagram, Twitter, stuff like that. But I still know I'm spending an unnecessary amount of time um, on things that don't matter, like... Mm-hmm scrolling through two hours, you know, my day on Reddit or any social media, you know, um, doesn't like positively impact (laughs) me or any other human being God's placed in my life. So there's an element to me of like, I could have read a book. (laughs) I could have, you know, um, been upstairs talking with friends versus being alone in my basement (laughs) on social media you know so there's this element of like oh like I know this is not productive and there's kind of a little bit of a grief you know in that not too bad I'm not like doing anything dirty (laughs) on social media but there's this element of oh like nothing's coming to fruition you know for me or for the people around me so Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. I hadn't thought of email as a form of social media, so that was... <laughs> I felt old saying that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's more just like, I mean, I think of, you know, you talked about Reddit, which is one mm-hmm. that I've heard of but never have actually used. Yeah. Um, and so I think, usually I think of kind of like Facebook, Twitter, mm-hmm. um, Instagram, but there's actually quite a few different platforms. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's helpful to think of, um, like realize there's multiple ones and... Um, and so I think, you know, sometimes like we don't even think about that as a Mm -hmm. type of, of social media and like realizing like, oh, actually we're, it's any kind of like communication Mm -hmm. um, or networking networking, Mm -hmm. or, um, absorbing of Mm -hmm. like something someone has produced in a, um, social way. Like, I don't think movies and streaming really fall into that in the same way, but anything where you can interact. So like YouTube, you can Mm -hmm. comment on it and it is like, it's not just like professionals on there, although there are (laughs) YouTube professionals, but, um, and even with those, like a lot of it is communicating or even if I don't comment on YouTube, it's like, you can read the comments or something like that. So, um, I think, it's helpful to think of what are, like, I think we don't even always realize, like, oh, these are other things. Like, um, yeah, it's just helpful. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're like, oh, yeah, I'm not using all of that stuff. And then you realize, like, oh, okay, like, <laughs> there's some more. So it's helpful to kind of think about that variety. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think for me, um, uh, let's see, I... This is something I, th- I think a lot about, and um, I, think, I think, Trent, you mentioned about in different seasons, navigating mm-hmm. that, and I think it's so true. Um, it's something you have to navigate in different seasons because, um, yeah, different seasons in your life look different in how you interact with social media and the time you have. But for me right now, mostly I'm on Facebook and Instagram, um, occasionally on Pinterest, but that's, like, not very often. Um and then um, some, like, uh, other, like, I use email, but mostly for work and stuff like that. Um, and, 
like WhatsApp. So there's a couple messaging apps, mm -hmm. um, like Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, um, like Zoom, things like that. Um, and I don't post very much. I occasionally make an Instagram post or um, post to my story on Instagram. That's about it. Sometimes I'll have some photos I'll put up, but I'm not really a big photo taker. And so <laughs> kind of let other people post the photos. Um, and then I'll sometimes comment on Instagram or Facebook posts, usually if it's a family member or a friend. Um, and I'm kind of commenting on that. Um, that's kind of the main thing with like actual posting. Um, I think one thing is Instagram came out with like reels. And so that is something that's easy kind of just to like mindlessly scroll through. Um, and sometimes it's interesting because you can search for a specific hashtag. And then I'm kind of curious about things related to that. Um, so I do use it some um, like Instagram in particular to research different things. There's a lot about um, like um, environmental like the environmental movement and um, eco-friendly tips and tricks. And so there's some interesting things on that. And um, I follow some things about adoption and foster care, um, which is a topic that I'm really um, interested in. And so there's like a number of things like that. And obviously this is not, it's the internet. And like Christian talked about in <laughs> his sermon a couple of weeks ago about like, mm. you got to be thoughtful about what you learn from the internet and what your sources are. But some of these things are like, people sharing their stories and so you always want to be thoughtful about it but it is a helpful way of like non-professionals sharing their stories mm -hmm. um and uh and then I think another thing is I have a lot of friends and family that are spread out across the country and even the globe and so it's a way for me to just kind of keep up with what they're doing um and so I think that's been meaningful. My family has like a group chat on Facebook Messenger. Um, and that's just like really fun. We like um, communicate on that sometimes and um, like send messages or sometimes we just send funny things like funny memes or <laughs> things we've seen or um, it's just a special way because my family like is kind of spread out at the moment for us to stay connected and um, to have a space where we're all like messaging in and can see it. Um, I do that a lot. Or with my mom, and my sister will like message each other um, on that a lot. Um, or it's how I, I video chat with my family a lot too. But um, I think one thing um, is I've been trying to be really thoughtful about how much time I spend on Facebook and Instagram. And so I've set, been like working to set timers on my phone. So you have to be thoughtful about that because you can, can always change the timer but I'm trying to be like um, working on that mm -hmm. cool uh, so my relationship with social media my current relationship um, is similar to what Trent was talking about I use my phone as an alarm so I wake up in the morning and I turn off my alarm like oh there's an oh someone liked this or someone like <laughs> messaged me and immediately it makes me feel I've noticed recently it makes me feel like wanted mm. or like maybe even needed like oh someone needs me or someone texts me and I'm like oh like oh that's exciting um, <laughs> so anyways so yeah I haven't checked like how much time I've been spending on social media, but 
Um, it's been like quite a bit of time just over my lifetime in general, but like my current relationship with it is and how I currently feel about it is I borderline hate it because it's a nuanced thing that's really hard to get a handle on and what's happening I've noticed like it's affecting my friendships um because I can like see someone's post and comment it and like or mention someone in something and it makes it feel oh we have a connection but do we actually Mm. and so um yeah I spend quite a bit of time on social media I would say I use Instagram mainly I like Instagram because it's pretty (laughs) Um, it's quite organized. I really like that. Everything at the top, like the stories are really organized. Like, oh, the person that most recently posted. Um, and uh, some people don't like it when the algorithms like match their interests. I kind of like that some of the ads match my interests because I'm like, oh, I watched this one pastor's video and then, oh, this other pastor's video came up. Like, that really blessed me, you know? So, but it also can keep me hooked in. Um, but re- really gets me on Instagram is, like Hope was saying, those reels. I had to delete TikTok because I was watching TikTok all the time in bed, like super late at night when I first downloaded it. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. But now there's TikTok all over the place on Instagram. It's like, I can't get away from this obsession. These reels, <laughs> ah, they're so addicting. Um, and so, yeah, I'm on Instagram a lot. Um, I'm not on Facebook as much as I used to, but still on it pretty, pretty decently. Um, I used to post a lot, but barely post anything at all now, um, which is kind of weird for me, but I think it's something the Lord's been working on in me, um, that desire to be seen, but... So, um, oh yeah. And then the kind of content I follow, um, I really like following like, like there's a couple like act actresses that I really like. I really like following, um, what's her name? I can't think of her name. I think her first name is Jennifer, but I can't remember which one it is. Oh, that could be. Like so many. Yeah. I know. There's so <laughs> many. Yeah. <laughs> but she just posts some really funny stuff and like what it's like being a mom, but also like what it's like being a famous person. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hilarious. So entertaining. But um, but yeah, our next question, this kind of leads into our next cu- question. Paint us a picture of what your journey, ha- journey has been like interacting with social media so far in your 20 something years of existence. Um and just want to invite us to be a little bit even more raw and honest and talk about the joys and struggles of interacting with social media. Mm-hmm. And for our listeners, the purpose of us doing this is to make sure you know that you're not alone in this um, and that even we as like pastors um, can struggle with this. Um, so, yeah, we're just like we love you and we want we want you to hear that mm-hmm. this is something that we want to talk about this so we can have a more open, honest conversation about it. So. Um, well, I can go first. Um, okay. So I'm going to date myself a little bit, not too terribly, but (laughs) I remember probably my first social media was in middle school. Um, it was MSN messenger, which 
Do you guys even know what that is? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's like, uh, it's the same, like, organization that Hotmail is connected with. Ooh. Oh, okay. So this is like... Ooh, Picture like ancient of days. Yes. <laughs> oh yes. Um, yeah, that was back in middle school. Um, it's not as far back as MySpace, though, right? No, MySpace I. Goes it back. was like around that time, but I didn't actually have a MySpace. But I had I knew people that did have MySpace okay. at that time, so they're pretty even. It was before Facebook. Like Facebook, I think was just getting started, but it was really like that exclusive group. Mm-hmm. I think you had to be a college student or something at that point. Um, but yeah, I had MSN Messenger. Basically, it it's like Facebook Messenger or like the okay. Instagram Messenger. Um, and uh, yeah, it was like classic. I think in every generation since they've had the same thing with middle schoolers where you like get home from school and you message your friends and you talk about random things like that don't matter. And we were starting to use um, like, um, what do you call it when the like texting abbreviations and stuff like oh, yeah. BRB TTYL but yeah TTYL <laughs> like oh man basically it was just like you were kind of trying to figure this out and be cool and talk with your friends after school when you got home but you didn't really have anything to talk about so that was my introduction to social media <laughs> was that and then um I think in high school I got Facebook um and uh yeah it was yeah, just classic. Still kind of, you know, you're trying to figure out how to use it. My very first profile picture on there. If you want, you can go look if you're friends with me on Facebook. It's very classic me, but also, like, that was from freshman year. It was just, like, this goofy <laughs> photo. Um, and uh, I make that the cover photo of this podcast. Oh, no. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's an old photo. Um, but, I, yeah, I used it some. I think I posted more. Not like a ton, but um, it was kind of an initial way. I had just moved to the States from Southeast Asia, so it was also a way to connect with friends long distance um, and family members. Um, But I think, yeah, I'm trying to think, like, I don't remember exactly when I started watching things on YouTube, but probably, like, in college, maybe in high school, but probably more in college. Um, And uh, I didn't get a smartphone until right after I graduated from college. So, um, uh, I hadn't had like, I'd had, I hadn't had Instagram or Snapchat yet, but the year after I graduated from college, um, my roommates had both Instagram and Snapchat. And that was kind of when I got it. And part of why I got Snapchat was just because my roommates would message, like would send each other Snapchats or like other people, um, that we knew were sending it. And they would, I was like, they were like, would all see it. And I, like, because Snapchat goes away so quickly, like, sometimes they wouldn't get a chance to show it to me. And they're like, you should just get it. Like, they were kind of like, just get it yourself. I was like, okay. But I don't really use Snapchat very much. My sister sends, it's mainly my sister who sends me Snapchats on it. And so, (laughs) and then we'll message back and forth. Um, uh, But then I also got Instagram that year. I think just, like, for me, it was, like, ways of connecting with people was kind of... um, which is, that's why they call it social media, right? To connect with people. Um, uh, But I think something with, um, I have found with social media, especially things like 
YouTube or even like just where you can scroll on Facebook or Instagram um, is that for me, I have to be careful that I'm not using it as a substitute for when I like for social interaction when I feel lonely, like because we all have times Mm. where we're alone. You know, I've often lived with lots of people. um, But even in that, like there's times where you can feel alone. And uh, I think for me, I found the temptation of like, it gives me a little bit of that feeling of social interaction. And so it's sort of like an not fully satisfying feeling of that. Like it's, it doesn't really meet that full need, but it's sort of like kind of almost staves it off a little bit or, um, and so, uh, I know I've struggled with that with like YouTube. It's really easy just to watch, keep watching videos, especially if you're like, oh, it's only five minutes. It's only five more minutes. And then pretty soon you're on there for like two hours. Um, and so that's something actually like I've mostly cut out is YouTube. Um, because I realize it's super easy for me just to watch a lot. And I'm not, it's not anything that's like, like I need, like, I don't Mm -hmm. need to watch YouTube, you know, I'll watch it with like, if I'm watching it with somebody, okay. That for me, or maybe like fine. a cooking learning, something. right? Or if yeah. it's something like like I had to fix our faucet, <laughs> kitchen faucet, and <laughs> yeah. so I looked up a YouTube video. But I'm thoughtful about it. I I try to do it in a like a more public setting, like in my living room or something like that. It's just like, hey, I'm not gonna be watching endless ones or something. Or occasionally I have to watch one for work. Um, but um, yeah, and then setting those time limits. But um, on like Facebook and Instagram have been really helpful um, because I do use some to communicate with people. Um, and I'm like, hey, for me, Facebook and Instagram at this point, like a little bit is okay, but um, setting that timer kind of helps like, oh, right. Like I think one of the things is you don't realize how long you're on it when you're just endlessly scrolling. So having a timer and it will tell me like 10 minutes left today. And I'm like, oh, okay, five minutes left today, one minute left. Bye bye. <laughs> so um, I think that's been really helpful for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to jump on here and um, jump in and share just like a little bit more about my current relationship with social media. I forgot to say, and I feel like that ties into like my history with social media. Um, I'm like constantly checking my phone. Like I checked, okay, I did check recently how many pick, how many times I picked up on average, how many times I picked up my phone for, per day, and I think it was either like fifty-eight or sixty-two times in a day that I pick up my phone and I look at it, and I was like, that could have been some other time I could have been doing something else, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I could have like picked up. I don't know, like my Bible and read it, or I could have, you know, picked up a paintbrush and painted a painting. Um, But just to go back into my history a little bit, I, when I started using social media, I was probably 13, no, probably 14 or 15, somewhere around there. I wasn't supposed to be using social media, so I was kind of doing it on the radar, and it was Google Plus. Y'all know what Google Plus is? What? Apparently all the nerdy debate and speech kids that I grew up with <laughs> use that. And homeschoolers. Oh, okay. So I don't know if it still exists, but it's basically like Facebook, but it's like Google's version of Facebook. Hmm. And it's connected to your Gmail account. 
So you can like message people and then you can like video chat people, but then you can also post things. And um, I recently, okay, you guys should try this sometime, but also don't, I don't know what I think about it, but go online and search your name and images. And all the, a lot of the things that I posted on Google Plus are now incredibly public. All those images Whoa. that photography I'd taken or anything, it was like, it's all there. Um, really scary. But <laughs> anyways, so my mom had told me, nope, no social media. But I kind of did it under the radar because I was, so I, was, I grew up homeschooled and I got the main reason I got into speech and debate was like it was the basically the biggest social thing you could do as a homeschooler it was kind of like um it was kind of like being connected to this broader it's kind of like being a part of a high school about the size of a high school maybe a little bit smaller like a small town high school but you only got together like a few times a year to actually do something together but you could like and there was like you know, you're young and you're like looking for your person or whatever. So I'm trying to make connections with people um, and just like snuck on there, wasn't supposed to be on there. My mom found out, she got really mad that I was using any form of social media. And her reasoning was that I was a naturally social person and I would end up spending all my time on it. And that ended up being so true. <laughs> so true. I was supplementing my social time with social media time. And because it, like Hope was saying, it gives you kind of like a similar high or like a similar, like I think it's technically like a dopamine r mm -hmm. rush. Yeah. Um, and what I found was that, so going back to this, analogy of like, oh, instead of picking up my phone, I could have picked up a paintbrush to paint something. When I was younger, and I still struggle with this, I would paint something so that I could post it so that I could be, my friends could see it. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of started this snowball effect, this trajectory of me doing things that I was naturally good at or doing things that I enjoyed doing so that other people would see me. Um, and I realized I started like, um, recording videos of myself singing and posting those pretty often um, to draw attention to myself. And if I'm being honest, that was the actual main reason was drawing attention to myself. It wasn't like creating a community or being humble, like, hey, there's this song that I wrote. I want to share it with you. It was like, hey, I'm going to look cute and like sing in front of the camera. And um, the likes were super important to me. Um, the amount of likes. Um, and I remember this one time I posted a singing video and someone commented like, hey, you should open your eyes more when you sing. That was like the only thing they wrote, but it like broke me because I was so, my identity was so tied up in that video. And I thought it looked great and whatever. Um, I also had this really cool experience. This is kind of random, but someone saw, this was like a joy. This was a cool part of being a part of social media. I had like, posted a video of me singing or maybe there was like a photo with it or something like that and this random gal like found it and she loved like the how it was like set up and whatnot she's like I'm gonna paint that and so she like painted it painted me Whoa. with my guitar and like that exact picture and posted it and was like hey I just drew you know like Anna Kowalski and I was like that is the 
most beautiful thing I've ever seen. You know, someone saw me and then they were like, oh, that's really cool. I want to like paint her. Um, That was like really special. But just overall, I think social media for me has historically been like, this is something I use to be seen. This is a tool for my own ego, my own pride. Um, And then to fulfill that selfish need or the self fulfill, I'm going to say selfish need, but like there was a need for like connection, but I would turn it into something selfish because I was reaching out to people to connect with them because I felt lonely and I wanted to talk with people. Um, Another beautiful thing, a beautiful thing that happened was because I had Facebook Messenger, I had more access to my friends on the other side of the water. So I commuted to community college via ferry, like a ferry boat every day at like seven in the morning. And then I would come back home later that day and, you know, be at my house and go to sleep, whatever. So, but I had a lot, quite a, made quite a few friends at that community college. But what the problem is, is like, you're literally across like a deep ocean away from each other. So how do you communicate? Okay, Snapchat, you know, um, Facebook Messenger, like, and those ended up being some of my closer friends was across the water. So that meant I had to use social media more in order to interact with them. So I found myself becoming dependent on that platform to get the attention I needed, um, to get the dopamine rush I felt like I needed. Um, And just overall, I don't know. I'm really passionate about this. I hope you can tell that I have a lot to say about it, but I'm going to rein myself in a little bit. Um, But yeah, just in general, it's been, uh, I would say, if I were to put it down into one sentence, social media has starved my ability to authentically relate with people. And I've had to surrender that to Jesus. And in my early 20s, have had to start this re- Refreshing, regenerating process of like surrendering that addiction to Jesus and that like everything that's caught up in it and allow him to reshape how I'm supposed to socialize with people. Um, so, yeah, it's a little bit more of my story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, there's, I don't know, there's an element of I used it throughout high school in some college. Like I said, I uh, used to have Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> so what happened, Trent? <laughs> um, I used to use Twitter and Instagram a lot. And similar to the likes thing that you shared, Anna, of, oh, like I posted this picture, this video, hopefully it's likes. But I found, honestly, the number one reason why I just, you know, threw it all away. Um, this past year just from COVID to political things um, was so stressful (laughs) Um, with social media. I'm going to get a little nerdy here, Um, but there's a really great book. Maybe you're my age or younger, you might not have read it, Uh, but it's called 1984 (laughs) by George Orwell. Um, And oftentimes people appeal to that book. It's a book about this like dystopian or utopian, however you view it, kind of future um, and the, like, controlling of narrative is super key in that book. And people often, like, 
go to this book to say, oh, see, like the government's trying to control us and blah, blah, blah. But I think the more compelling element of that book was there's something called the two minute hate. <laughs> and mm-hmm. in this book, this, this country, um, the people in authority in this country um, make it so that every day for two minutes, everybody has to stop what they're doing and go to these like giant TV screens and yell and scream for two minutes at their enemies or like other neighboring countries and people that are being portrayed on the screen and like what's described in the book is even if you don't want to participate in it you eventually do end up participating in it like you can try to resist but the tv's playing it's loud everybody's yelling and you have this mob mentality Hmm. and i mean you can look this up this is like basic human biology (laughs) psychology like a whole group going in on something especially something like anger and Mm -hmm. so for me I found by the end of summer I was like dude this mindset of I can try to participate in Twitter Instagram these social media platforms but so much of it and I was shocked because I stayed away from social media um, during and for a couple years and then this summer I got it back and I was like, well, I'll just follow all these pastors and I'll follow all these mm. Christian accounts and it'll just be like sunshine. You know, they'll just post whatever cool thing they said at, you know, their worship service the other night and I'll just be really cool or someone will post a verse of the day and I'll be great. Uh, I'm here to report <laughs> as not the predominant, you know, mm. at least from my experience, like following all the big wigs of Christian, you know, Christian influencers and stuff like that. It was either just misinformation about the Bible (laughs) was a whole other topic, or it was just, hey, this controversy, controversy is going on, Um, which is important to know those things. Um, At the same time, it was just this constant, like, this person's the enemy. Um, These people are ruining, you know, Christianity. Um, These people are why I left the faith. It was just continual, like, you know, get on my side and hate these certain people. And it just got me angry because <laughs> I'm a very emotional person. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I need to delete this, get rid of it. And so I haven't had Twitter or Instagram for three, four months. Now I got it back and then I was just like, no, this is not worth it. And so, you know, there's been some joys. Like I shared at the beginning of this podcast, like this morning I was FaceTiming my friend, Johnville, um, who's currently in Indonesia on mission as a missionary. And the main way we've been able to stay in touch is through Facebook Messenger. And it's so much fun, but there's a huge element I see in social media. Um, I think what we've been getting at from all of our stories is this element of, there's a book called Make Time, and it's about how to make time for projects and things you want to do. And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. like step one, delete all social media from your phone. Because <laughs> wow. it um, makes this idea about I think it's a helpful image where each app on social media or website or whatever um, is like a vortex. It's like an endless vortex slot machine that's designed to keep you just refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's, you know, you drag the page up or refresh it. Um, and it's to keep you continually going back to whatever image or um, topic or <laughs> TikTok account. I mean... It's insane. Like, we can say, oh, like, I'll just check five minutes and for every human, 
it's, oh, now it's, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I think because it appeals to, we get, we'll probably get into this in the biblical perspective, but it appeals to a lot of these human desires of um, anger, frustration, of just like being entertained or idolatry, like wanting to um, lust after oh, other people's lifestyles or other people's mm. um um, their perspectives or I want to sound smart so I'm going to look up you know these videos to know this debate or oh this person their cool life you know they show I remember when I was uh, on vacation once and I got into uh, DJ Khaled way back 2015 <laughs> probably and he would post every day like someone cooking him food and his amazing garden um, and his incredible house and yeah so I think distancing myself from social media has helped me in that process of living in the here and now but yeah it was a struggle and it continues to be a struggle of even if it's not idolatry in a sense like elevating my desires of I know for a lot of students a lot of students I talk to it's just an element of oh just I just use it to look at memes like it's just funny entertaining stuff and there's a very (laughs) I know you're right, we're passionate all about this topic. That's why you brought us on. For me, there's like this irritation I get immediately because I struggle with it too. Uh, yeah, I'm not looking at, you know, um, a bunch of celebrity accounts like The Rock and like, oh, like, oh, I wish I had that body or I wish I had that car. I, I'm not really like that anymore with social media. But the very fact that it's like, oh, I just, you know, go to be entertained. That's, hmm. I'm a very blunt I'm going to be very honest. And I have a, you know, biblical perspective. Again, we'll get into that later. But there's a very childish element to that. We're called to have a childlike faith, and that's a rabbit trail. But the idea of, oh, like, I just engage, like, think about what you're saying for a second. Like, I just engage with this thing because it satisfies this, you know, <laughs> want or desire in me. Kind of like eating candy. Mm-hmm, like eating, dude. Exactly, like eating candy, sugary mm-hmm. cereal. I mean, when I was in college growing up, growing up, I was a oxymoron. Um, <laughs> when I was first in college, and it's like, okay, I have a job and I make money now that I'm out of college, and oh, what do I go to the store and what do I buy? And it's so tempting to, oh, now I can buy the you know, candy that I had to ask mom for, or every night could be pizza night. You know, there's this element in social media of like, oh, I'm just looking at memes. And like, even if they're harmless, which a lot of it is mocking and making fun of people, if you boil it down, um, there's this element of, oh, whatever I want. And um, yeah, there's just that element of it where I'm like, whatever I want, whatever feels good, whether it be harmless or making people out to be the enemy and have, you know, um, John Tyson, who's a pastor in New York, has a good book called Beautiful Resistance. And there's this chapter where he's like, yeah, like this two minute hate, like it sounds weird, but now we just do it whenever. <laughs> like now it's just all the time. You know, it's on a 24-7 cable access. <laughs> you know, it's just everything. Um, anytime I want to log in and who I want to be angry at next. So there's a lot of different avenues to approach thinking about social media, but I've found the most helpful is satisfying whatever desire we have. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that is just relentless. Like, there's nothing for it. It's just however long you went, for however many hours, you literally not run out of content. Yeah. 
for you to just zone out on. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's why I just stopped it, deleted it. And like I said, I'm kind of back. <laughs> so I'm having to think through with Reddit now, even. Like, the most mm-hmm. sterile and boring. It's just words on a page. I've removed the imagistic element to it. But it's still, yeah, that cycle in thinking through it. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something I was thinking about as you guys were talking was um another piece of my journey has been um so social media facebook and instagram especially have been a big way of like like staying connected with people Mm -hmm. from different seasons of my life i have a lot of friends Mm -hmm. um or like old friends that live in different areas and something i have realized over i don't know the past five or six years is um these friends like maybe it's a friend from high school or college that i don't see regularly anymore but we're still connected on facebook or instagram Mm -hmm. is if they post a lot on there i feel like i still know them Mm. because i'm staying up to date with things going on their life but i don't post very much so actually they don't see very much about going on in my life but then when i do like um i do see them occasionally maybe you know run into them or something and i realize we're actually not really friends anymore. Not like we're enemies, but just like we're just old acquaintances. We're mm-hmm. old friends. We're not really current close friends. Yeah. But I have confused my like seeing, mm-hmm. you know, like because they post a lot. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I know about this. I knew they got married. I knew they had a baby. I knew they went on this trip. But it's not because they told me it. It's because I saw that they posted it on Facebook or Instagram. And so it creates this like false sense of closeness. Mm. Um. And that for me has been like, it's been hard to realize that. Like I had like a friend get married. It was an old friend from back when I was in high school. And I was like, oh, I'm still close with him. And I felt bad that I wasn't invited to the wedding. And then I realized I haven't actually talked with her like and hung out other than the occasional times we run into each other, like in years. No one, like she has so many more people that she's close with now. I'm like, no, no, no. We're just old friends from like, when we were teenagers and when we run into each other, we like connect and it's nice, but we're not like in each other's lives anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I wouldn't invite her to my wedding. Not, not to like, not because anything about her, just cause we're not really close, you know? <laughs> and like, you can only invite so many people to your wedding. I'm, there's no wedding in my future. Don't <laughs> anytime soon. So don't worry. It was more just like thinking about that. And, um, but I realized it, um, when I use it more, when I direct message friends and family, that's actual like, oh, yeah, I'm connecting with them, sharing with them about my life, or I use it to video chat. That's when it's been helpful. But when I'm just sort of passively observing things about their life, like it creates this false sense of closeness that I have to really be aware of. Like, oh, that person, I need to actually invest directly, like through direct interaction with them um, to actually build this relationship or to keep it going. Um, and so I've, I've, that's something I was thinking about, like, this has mm-hmm. been a struggle too. Mm. Something that, um, so my, my parents got Facebook probably four or five years ago. They also got cell phones for their first time four or five years ago. What? Maybe. No, it was probably sooner than (laughs) when I was probably 20. So that would have been four years ago. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, and I got my first smartphone and I think I was 19. I had an iPod before that. Anyways, um, my mom 
you know, has been in that realm for a while of social media. And she actually said something really profound that I actually really appreciated. Mm. Um, She said, we weren't designed to know everything that's going on in the world. Yep. We were designed to know what was going on around us. And this is kind of getting into the next question. But when you think about the Bible, Mm -hmm. Jesus says what? Love your neighbor as yourself and yeah that means everyone Mm -hmm. but also like specifically the word neighbor is like the person close to you or the person next to you um i think as christians we have such a influence i think we all kind of have this sphere i know we've been talking about this at king circle at our church about like you have these elite eight you have this group of people around you that god has brought you to and i think with social media it means you have like I mean, for me, I just checked. I have over a thousand Facebook friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't keep up with a thousand people. That's <laughs> ridiculous. I have an, I have enough trouble keeping up with my two close friends up in Bellingham, and you know, I have a f- like a few like Hope and I have hung out quite a bit. Like, I just we just ha- Hope and I we live in the same town. We're just across town from each other, but we still have a hard time making time yeah. for each other. I'm like, <laughs> how how can how can I do? Mm-hmm. It's unrealistic for us as humans. And to think that we're supposed to carry the weight of the world on our shoulders, scroll through Reddit mm-hmm. or Facebook and know yeah. all these crazy things. I didn't know there was a bunch of really scary stuff going on in Uganda right now. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's Uganda. Um, it's just really crazy. In Iran, I was just talking to a friend yesterday. Pol- the pol- political, everything's in huge unrest. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. But I'm just thinking, like, if someone who's lo- looking through the news every day is, oh, my gosh, there's this thing, this thing happening, mm-hmm. this thing happening, of course it's going to create anxiety and worry and stress. And, like, it's like we're overloading our brains and our emotions and our empathy almost to the point of capacity. And it's like mm-hmm. maybe this is where the place of God is actually most, like, he's important everywhere, but, like, he's important here mm-hmm. because Jesus like sees each individual person and he can be with them, but we can't be with them. But social media creates this false sense of narrative that we can be with everyone and we can Mm -hmm. like connect with everyone. And it's like not in the genuine way people need. Yeah. 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 And I don't think it's about like being ignorant of what's going on in the world, but it's more like Mm -hmm. if you're so focused on things going on, everywhere else that you are ignoring your yes. neighbor who lives next to you. Yes. Like, that's a problem. Like, I think it's important to be aware of things going on in the world, but, mm-hmm. like, we are not God, and we need to remember that. Like, we do not have the capacity to, like, pay attention to everything going on. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's important to, like, um, to, to focus at times. Like, there, you can... Some things you can have, like, sort of a general broad, you know, like, it's good to be generally aware. But um, I felt this, like, um, people have different um, – there's so many different causes that you can care about in our world today. And it's great. Like, there are people that care about all mm-hmm. of these different things. I cannot care about every great cause out there, like, to that level. I cannot give 100% because, like, you can't do any funny math. 100% is the max you can give. 
like mm-hmm. that's the full, right? Mm-hmm. It's full amount. Um, you say like give one hundred and ten percent. That's just a saying, guys. You can't actually do that. Um, uh, and so I think like that's something I've had to think about. Is like okay, that's great. Like that you care passionately about that, and I like you know appreciate you know if they're this person that they care about it. I'm thankful that God gave mm-hmm. them a passion for it. Yeah. But if I that's not what God's called me to to put my in full investment in um, because there's so many great causes out there. There's so many things that need our attention in the world, but that's like God uses many people, right? You know, like we've been in this series on callings um, and each calling in the Bible is different. There's sort of like a general human calling, right? But there's general things, but then God calls people to specific things, right? David, we talked about David's calling several weeks ago, and David was called to be the king of Israel. Not everybody in Israel was called to be the king because right. that one, there's mm-hmm. one king, right? Like that doesn't make sense, right? Yep. The government would, would be super chaotic if everybody was the king. Ooh. Anyways, but um, like people have like these unique individual callings as well. and And I think with social media, it's easy to, sort of be very passively involved with all of those things and feel like you're caring about them. But it's like, I think that's something, one of another, um, like what I was talking about with sort of feeling like passively following my friends and like old acquaintances, if you, we can kind of feel like, oh yeah, I'm supporting this cause. I follow their page, but I'm like, it's great to know what's going on, but I, I need to narrow my investment Hmm. so I can I can give more fully, right? Like, hmm. if you think about it, you have 100%, right? And you can either give 10% to 10 different causes or 1% to 100 different things. Hmm. Or you can give, like, 75% to one thing and maybe the 25% you can distribute to other things. Hmm. But, like, if I give 1% to each of these things, that's not really actually valuable, and instead, I could let somebody else who's called to that thing do it, and I can focus mm-hmm. on the things that God's leading me to specifically focus on. It's mm-hmm. yeah. really good. I was just talking with a friend recently, and I shared with her, sometimes saying no is the most loving thing you can do. And she was like, really? Mm-hmm. I was like, Yeah. And I asked her, I just want to show this analogy really quick. It just came to my mind when I was talking with her. I was like, do you like peanut butter toast? And she was like, yeah, I love peanut butter toast. I was like, well, think about, you know, if you you have maybe 10 people that you're serving peanut butter toast to, but you only have a certain amount of peanut butter and you have to spread peanut butter on each piece of toast. Oh, it's going to be so thin. You won't even be able to taste it. Mm-hmm. And so when you're given this certain amount of like passion um, you have to spread it. You have to choose and say no to other pieces of bread so that you can put that certain amount of pe- peanut butter and spread it thick enough so that someone can actually enjoy it and yeah. receive it. So, yeah, mm. felt that, that tied in. Yeah. What you were yeah. just talking about. I like that. That's yeah. good. Mm. Cool. Well, let's move on. Um, talk a little bit more about the Bible, Trent. We just had your testimony recently. Yeah. We know you're passionate about this. <laughs> um, but the question is, what does Jesus and or the Bible have to say um, to speak into this topic? Um, more specifically, what has God spoken to you regarding social media? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. 
I think this is a really cool and important question because I think it gets at, you know, for thousands of years now. Now, as a Generation Z person, um, there's these topics in culture and these topics that I think through and students think through, college students, that aren't directly addressed in the Bible. Like, Jesus didn't have a smartphone. I don't care what your next modernized translation tries to (laughs) tell you. (laughs) Um, But none of that is in the Bible. But then at the same time, like, all of it is, in in a sense. Um, So for me, there's, like, a sense of, okay, like, I think it helps knowing the overarching biblical story. You don't have to know every Bible passage and comb through thousands of hours of <laughs> of reading the Bible to try and find out, what is Jesus? Like, what's his heart for me in this modern topic? Um, for me, I'm like, okay, I'll do whatever Jesus did. He goes to the first few pages of his Bible and, like, reads through Genesis 1 through 3 and what does he do there? Um, I think, again, like, going back to, for me, the biggest compelling element of social media is it's used to like satisfy desires mm-hmm. um, whether that's idolizing or looking up to someone or something or um, that again that childish like just a craving like entertainment um, or just passivity like oh I have free time let me entertain myself um, or again like that hatred or anger frustration element to it and I think what's been really cool for me about reflecting through this topic with the Bible um, this feels like a weird place to take it (laughs) but I remember taking it I remember I just made an offhand comment I think four or so years ago one of my friends like my friends and I were talking and they're like oh actually there's like I think there's some merit to thinking about social media that way and I was like oh really I don't know but now that I'm older I'm like oh actually so um i promise if you're listening i'm not trying to lose you with this but the tower of babel um has been a really fascinating image for me to think through so if you don't know the story it takes place very early in genesis um it comes after a lot of these stories of humans and spiritual creatures rebelling against god um, just to satisfy their desires um, whether they're angry with someone, they kill them. Um, what they, what looks good in their eyes, they just take it. Um, and the Tower of Babel is this story of what does a whole society look like um, when they just buy into whatever they desire, they take it. And not just like what a society looks like, but when you take technology, which for them looks like bricks. <laughs> so that's kind of crazy to think about, but... This idea of humans taking the technology they have and elevating themselves. The story even says, like, they wanted to make their name great. Hmm. Um, so let us, like, make our name great. And it's this inversion where in Genesis 1 through 3, God makes a mountain. Um, this, like, cosmic mountain where he dwells and, like, this river flows out from it and he creates humans Um, This is like an inversion. So when humans take technology and make their name great or to satisfy their desires, it's like they're trying to create this opposite, you know, oh, we have our mountain, you know, we're great, we're wonderful, our desires take precedent. Mm. And I think making it modern (laughs) for us, 
you know, we're so advanced. Like, I think it's crazy to have technology, like, hope. The idea that you didn't go through college with a, with, you know, any, some form of social media that I don't have already is insane to me. Mm. Um, but I think there's this element to the Tower of Babel story. And, again, when we think about the Bible, it's not about, okay, how can I find a rule book that's going to tell me how to use social media? But it's about how can I, like, meditate on these stories to get the wisdom out of them so that when I face a situation that's not in the Bible, how can I think about it? And oftentimes there are so many of the Psalms and when the prophets reflect on Babel, there's this element of, you know, you wanted like, you traded like a good name, God's, God's name for riches, hmm. for your desires, for your passions. And I think for me, that's kind of like the crux of it where, you know, God gives us technology. We could either submit to his wisdom and how he wants us to use it to be fruitful and multiply, you know, fill the earth with like his goodness or use it on our own terms and just try to use it however we want for our desires. And so as I've thought through it, there's this image in Isaiah that Jesus and the prophets often think about a lot. um, And they actually never really name drop the passage, like if you look in your Bible, so it won't reference to it, but you can tell through their language, they think about Isaiah 2 and how all the nations, when God fully reveals himself, comes back, makes everything new, that um, all these humans are going to stream up to his mountain and they're going to bring their technology, their weapons, and he's going to dismantle it and change it into like gardening tools, like tools to actually cultivate true life. And so I think a lot about like the technology I have and oh, what, what, how, I think Anna, you mentioned, like, how does this need to be transformed? Mm-hmm. Like, how does this need to like submit to God's leadership and his way of using technology? Like, you know, we've all seen Wally and somehow we just have, oh, I'm just scrolling on my phone, letting time pass me by or this amount of anger and frustration that comes from it or idolatry lifting up celebrities or other people in their lifestyles. And I think submitting that to Jesus, like, actually, what's your wisdom? Like, that's how other people use this tech. How should I use it? And what does it look like for me to use it? Um, And, you know, I don't have clear cut answers, but as I've continued to think and reflect, that's been the biggest takeaway for me is submitting my phone <laughs> or submitting, you know, the ways I can use social media to God. And okay, what would, you know, as um, he would say through his prophets, like um, in Jeremiah, when the people are then in the Tower of Babel, in Babylon, they're in exile. He says, okay, like where you're at, like seek the peace and prosperity. And that's been a way I've thought about social media. Okay, how do I seek peace and prosperity through social media? But ultimately, I think we've been touching on this, but the real life, the life that's truly life is not in, you know, the technology. Like There's maybe a means to an end, but it's never going to be rightly for, you know, it's never a right substitute for true life and true friendship and true like, but even the kingdom of God is, like, it's all human-centered. <laughs> it's very tangible, human-centered. It's, it's 
tangible but not um, solely material. There's a spiritual element mm -hmm. um, to it. But if if I'm sacrificing time and energy and effort with other humans at the expense of elevating technology, elevating my desires in that way, then we've totally missed the boat <laughs> in how God wants us to participate with him in the tools he's given us. Mm -hmm. Wow. Do you mm -hmm. feel like we need a mic drop? <laughs> it's too expensive on a, a mic. To <laughs> <do>. <laughs> Yeah, I think the mic we're using, I don't, I don't want to risk that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, scripture that comes to mind um, is Psalm 1, mm -hmm. where I believe it's David that wrote it, right? Mm -hmm. David wrote Psalm 1, likely. Um, he was king, and he had all the riches in the world he could probably ever Imagine, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know, he probably had all the kinds of ten entertainment that he might all want. The technology. And then, all the technology. All the tech at the time <laughs> on his, fing his fingertips. Um, and I, I'm just thinking about, like, in Psalm 1, it said, um, I will meditate on your word day and night. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he had all these other op opportunities or options. Mm -hmm. But David chose to choose that and I'm sure there was many times where he also like was like oh I'm gonna throw a party and like have this <laughs> entertainment mm -hmm. but he realized that the most important thing and the thing that was gonna bring him true life was God's word which sounds really Christian-y <laughs> but if you look at his life mm -hmm. he was a man that was knew true humility We've talked about in this quarter, um, really embraced true humility, um, was willing to be corrected when he needed to be corrected. He was incredibly artistic. I mean, you look at these psalms and they're just beautifully woven. He wrote songs and mm -hmm. hymns and things like that to Jesus, to, to God. And and I, I wonder if he was able to create those kinds of things because he said no mm -hmm. to a lot of the other opportunities coming his way for entertainment. And he chose that. He said, actually, God, you are better than that. You are actually going to be the one that can ultimately fulfill me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's a scripture that came to mind mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. Anything you have, Hope? Um, yeah, I feel like God has taught me a lot over the years about... Um, like about surrendering um, social media or like surrendering amounts of time on it to him and through verses. Um, I think one thing that comes to mind is in the New Testament, um, Jesus talks about this, and then I think some of the, um, the New Testament writers quote him in the letters later in the New Testament about this idea of like um, those who like seek to gain their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for Jesus sake will mm -hmm. gain like mm -hmm. true full eternal life um and there's another part where it says like um you gain the whole world but lose your life like if you like want to gain the whole world and as we we're t 
talking, I was thinking about that. Like social media is kind of a way that we're trying to gain the whole mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Like you were talking on about yeah. how it's a way to like find out about all this stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And it's trying to gain the whole world. But actually like when I'm on there for hours and hours, just mindlessly passively absorbing, it feels very life draining actually. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. kind of like um uh sometimes having, like having too much sugar for me. Um Anna knows this. <laughs> I don't do yeah. well with too much sugar. And I it tastes good in the moment, like eating that rich, dense piece of cake, but I actually feel really awful afterwards. And I'm like, why did I eat that? You know, or like why did I eat that much of it? Right? Like if I'd had a small piece would have been fine mm. but because I ate this huge piece and I knew this is probably not the best idea for mm. me like other people it's fine I just like my body reacts really strongly to sugar I guess mm. um and usually paired with caffeine bad combination anyways um but I think about that like if we're trying to just like gain gain the world um it's like we don't want to gain the world at the cost of losing our life yeah. um and uh, there's this word vicarious, um, which means to live through the experience of others, but you're not actually living. Mm-hmm. And social media is so tempting in that. Mm-hmm. Of I was thinking about, you know, like this summer I started a garden on my porch, but I've been watching other people have gardens on mm-hmm. social media for a while. And then finally I started one of my own, but there's still that temptation to instead of caring for the plants in my own house, to watch other people care for their plants mm-hmm. or to watch other people bake or go on hikes and do these things. And like, oh, look at their life. It's so amazing. And it's like, we live in Corvallis. You can go for a hike at, all over the place. Like there's so many places to hike. There's so many places just to go for a beautiful fall walk. I have baking supplies in my pantry right now that I could bake. Mm. And guess what? It takes me like half an hour to make scones. Or I could spend (laughs) two hours watching people bake scones on Instagram, right? Like why don't I just take the half hour and then I get to actually eat the scones? Like, (laughs) come on. Um, But I think, um, I think that, it's easy to kind of live through others and we're trying to like gain this world, but we're actually like losing our life from it. Um, Sarah Groves is one of my favorite Christian artists and um, she has a song called this cup and it has been such an important song in my life for a number of years because it talks about, um, uh, let me look up the lyrics real quick. Uh, Okay, so this is a song by Sarah Groves. If you want to look her up, she spells her name S-A-R-A, no H, and then Groves, G-R-O-V-E-S, and it's called This Cup. And the first verse of it says, How many hours have I spent watching this shining TV, living adventure in proxy in another person's dream? How many miles have I traveled looking at faraway lights, listening for trains in the distance in some brilliant other life? Whoa. Whew, that verse always like convicts me because mm-hmm. it's so easy to f- to spend my life watching other people living life, living life, or watching like fictional characters living life, yeah. um, whether on social media or in movies and TV shows. Um, and then the the chorus of it is this cup, this cup, which it, um, is connecting with Jesus talking about drinking the cup 
in the Garden of Eden, and it's like, not the Garden of Eden, the Garden of Gethsemane, before he is going to be arrested and crucified. And this idea of like um, taking up what the Lord has called him to. And even though it's hard, like it's mm-hmm. what he chooses because it's so um, valuable. So it says, this cup, this cup, I want, I want to drink it up to be right here in the middle of it, right here, right here. This challenging reality is better than fear or fantasy. And I think a temptation I feel a lot of times is to, being on social media is like easier than interacting. Mm -hmm. It's less risky and it doesn't like, it's so much less risky. It, It feels like less work than trying to reach out and ask if your friend wants to go for a walk or do something like Mm -hmm. there's a lot less fear of rejection in that like especially if you're posting something there's some of that but like you can just passively engage and not really risk anything and so it feels feels easier and reality and living your real life can feel challenging um but yeah I was just thinking of that song and um another passage that God has used to like touch me in the past year or so about social media is um it's found in the book of Jeremiah and um uh in that Israel had been just really struggling with a lot of different temptations um for a while and um they were like being in the process of being conquered by (laughs) another um nation um and so Jerusalem, their capital city of Israel, um, all the people were inside. They were like hunkered down for this siege because this enemy army was coming and um, they're terrified, but they want to stay in this city, this place that they've been living, but they haven't really been like following the Lord well. And actually like there are all of these problems because of their, um, because of their choices, like, and um the Lord wants to take this opportunity of like when they were conquered and then they're taken um, away to this other land in that season, even though it was hard, the Lord was using that to kind of break them of their addiction to all of these problems. And um, so the Lord gives Jeremiah prophet this word for them. It says like, um, if you come out and surrender to this nation, mm-hmm. to this other nation, you will live but mm-hmm. if you stay in this city, you will die. Mm-hmm. And when I read that, um, the Lord just convicted me of like, sometimes it feels easier to stay in the thing that we're in mm-hmm. and it feels scarier to step out. And even though that's hard, if I stay here and what's easy, it's going to lead to destruction. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And it feels harder and feels scarier. But if the Lord is calling us to step out and says, hey, I'm telling you, if you go out and surrender, you will live. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I just want to encourage you. That sounds might sound like really strong, harsh passage. But I think one thing I found, too, is with social media, it's often a way for me to stave off boredom because I don't like being bored. Um, or, Fair enough. <laughs> or like dealing with hard emotions. And I'm just feeling my mind with just trying to fill the space and it can feel really hard to put our interaction with social media into check, like to bring it into check. Um, it can feel hard. Like, what do I do with this space now? 
what do I do with my own thoughts? What do I do with being bored? Um, and so I just want to recognize that it is hard. And each of us have been sharing about different things. And like, it's, it can be really hard, but mm-hmm. life is on the other side of it in true full life. And, um, yeah, we want to walk alongside you in that. And like, we want to support you as your pastors and like, you know, your Corfa or whichever pastor or Corfa you meet with regularly, like, um, we recognize that this is not an easy thing, but life, a true full life is on the other side of bringing this into check, into balance. And it doesn't mean like, this is not a podcast about like saying social media is all bad, <laughs> right. right? It's like, mm-hmm. we want to bring it into correct proportion in our life. Um, and uh, because I think about Jesus talks about in the gospel that talks about and Jesus goes away to a quiet place to pray and social media often fills the silence with noise. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to hear God when mm-hmm. I'm filling it with like TikTok songs <laughs> that just play on repeat in my brain, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. listen to something and I'm like, why? I'm trying to pray and that's in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but like to give that space and to, to sit in the heart. But I just think that this challenging reality is better than fear or fantasy. Mm-hmm. And God... God wants to do incredible things in your life if you will live it and allow him to move. Um, Well, I think that's it for today, friends. Thanks for joining us talking about social media. Uh, Feel free to email me with any questions or topic ideas at onnaoregonstatexa.com. And like Hope was saying earlier, please know that we as your Chi Alpha pastors are so committed to walking with you as you navigate what a healthy relationship with social media looks like in your life. Uh, So go ahead, unbuckle your seatbelts and step out to see what God has in store for you. And remember, our goal as Christians should be to seek the peace and prosperity that God brings, um, and especially when we're interacting with social media. 